everyone, welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Breaking news. Breaking news all over the joint. The NFL really is trying to steal the thunder of the NCAA tournament right now. I was sitting on my couch. I was doing nothing. Enjoyed my day off. And boom. All up in smoke. Yep. And the NHL trade deadline and MLB free agency. Yeah. And also MLB trades, you know, the Oakland A's uh, fire sale, which is just great. The Dodgers getting a improved version of Murderer's Row. God. Apologies, Adam. Apologies. They're going to have to potentially go through that for that is going four to be or five years. The worst. I'm going to feel so stressed during that LCS matchup if, if that's I the mean, case. But you have the pitching to, to combat it. I mean, you, you. I think if there's any team that can combat that with what the Dodgers now have, it's probably the Mets with DeGrom and, and, and fucking Scherzer. Yeah, but that's two games or four games probably if it yeah, goes, four, if it goes four seven. games. And, and and maybe Bassett too, but but Bassett, Bassett's never pitched more than 164 innings in a season. So you got to make sure that he gets there. Right. And, and then who the fuck knows what you do at four and five in, in, in your rotation? I mean, would it be Carrasco and maybe Taiwan Walker? Oh, yeah, Taiwan Walker. Yeah, I forgot about him. Forgot about him. Yeah. Maybe yeah, David Peterson or four five. Maybe David Peterson in a pot in a uh, spot start. No, you have to have a lefty in there. Who is the David Peterson? It would be Dave, David Peterson, would be your lefty because you, you would have four righties in there. Yeah, well, that's why I mean, Shaw and I would have been really nice as opposed to Chris oh, Bassett. I'm praying. I'm praying to the Lord. I'm because praying to the Lord for Shamanaya. Shaw or Frankie Montas. I don't care. Well, Manaya is a lefty. Yeah, yeah. I would it, either or, either or. I would take. I would take the Yankee staff right now. But we yeah. have our two, our two Italians back. I'm I'm very thrilled about that. Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, and then of course the New York Rangers acquired one of my people as well, Frank Vetrano. I mean, that is that is just a, a, a beautiful, beautiful last name. One, one of my people. Of course, of course. Beautiful people, beautiful people. Right. So let's talk about these trades, though. I mean, fuck. Trades, signings, rumors. It kind of, it, 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 everything we're talking about just, just fills the mold. We got trades, we got signings, we got drama. It's drama, all, we drama. Got yeah. We're, we're going to spill the tea today. Family feud over here. <laughs> yes. Where's, where's Steve? Where's Steve Harvey? Uh, so Devontae Adams has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for a 2022 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. So that is picks number 22 and 53 in this year's draft. And then he promptly signed a five-year 141 million or 141.25 got to be specific of course of course got to be specific with the numbers that 0.25 very important that was what made the deal just want to put that out there yeah it's like the fourth round it's like the fourth round pick yeah the 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 Russell Wilson pick same thing exactly yep absolutely the uh so he signed a five-year 141.25 million dollar contract very important to point out. Yes. With the Las Vegas Raiders. And oh my God, you know, I think we might have the first year where an entire division makes the playoffs. 
because it's possible with the set with the three wild cards. It is literally possible that the entire AFC West makes the playoffs. That AFC West is going to be. Uh, wow. Holy shit. That or they AFC just kill West each is going to be insane. Or they just kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they just kill each other. Mutually assured destruction. That 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 is what the AFC West is is going to be. One thing that you that you uh, did leave out. I don't know if it's common knowledge or not. So um, if it's not, then I'll spread the news now. Apparently, there is a player that is going to be going to Green Bay as well. Just don't know who the player is yet. Okay, so I guess let me refresh the page on uh, Spot Track. Yeah, it's here it's a see. first. From what I heard, it's a first, a second, and a player that's going to Green Bay for Adams. But no, no word on who the player is yet. There's been some speculation that maybe it's Hunter Renfro, but I Darren doubt Waller, it. Darren Waller. No, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? I would keel over. I would keel over in my chair. Honestly, Hunter Renfro. Well, listen, he's not Devonta Adams, obviously, but at least it would be somebody to fill the void because Aaron Rodgers needs somebody to throw to. His number one receiver right now is Equinemius St. Brown. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is dire in Green Bay at this moment in time. They are going to be bad. Well, they're going to be mediocre. Adam, we are going to find out because you remember the the argument that we had a couple weeks ago about would the Packers be better off with Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers? We are now going to find out. Yes. Well, yes. I don't think they're going to be bad. They're just going to be mediocre because Aaron Rodgers is going to win them some games. We'll have to revisit this when uh, after the draft and after this roster is kind of complete. And we'll have to put something on what the Packers record is going to be, because I think they're going as of right now, very early. But as of right now, I think they're going to be awful. And anybody who took. I was congratulating people a couple of weeks ago on the Basement Talk podcast for anybody that took the Packers to win the NFC North without Aaron Rodgers there. And then when Aaron Rodgers came back, I said, congratulations, you got yourself a hell of value. Now, uh, whoa, whoa. I, I don't know where those Packers uh, NFC North futures are, but I would be I, that, at that point, it's just kind of like you're, light, you're lighting money on fire. And, and then there were also people that absolutely 100% when Rogers signed with Adams on the tag that put X amount of money on the Packers to win the NFC North. And those people are now panicking beyond belief. Yeah. I mean, I think the Vikings, you think the Vikings would win their favorites now? I, I still kind of think it's hard to say the Packers are not the favorites with Rogers there. I, I just kind of think as it stands, the Vikings are probably a better team than the Packers are. Well, they have better players aside from the quarterback. Maybe like, we don't know. Like, I don't know what their plan is. Like if the plan was, we're well, going to get the Vikings. To have, the Vikings have better players. I mean, yeah, I, 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 that's, that's kind of, I don't, I don't know if they, if they necessarily do, I think they do. Well, they have it, 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 Dalvin maybe, Cook, 
Stet or uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, they don't have Tyler Conklin anymore. No, wonder, well, wonder he, where he went. Yeah, somewhere in New Jersey, I think East Rutherford, Florham Park. Irv Smith to the moon. We're back on Irv Smith. Great guy, great guy, great guy. Um, what the hell? What the hell is I going to say? Oh, oh, right. I don't know if the Packers now, if you could, like, if you can realistically say that they're 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 definitely not better. But I don't know what their plan is for the receiver position because it's it's one thing, and we're going to get to this guy in a minute because. Holy smokes, you're going to hear just pure excitement come from my voice. But if the plan was you trade Devontae Adams to Las Vegas, then take whatever available money that you have left over that you wouldn't give Devontae Adams, you then give it to Allen Robinson, and then you bring Allen Robinson into the fold with Aaron Rodgers, then I could at least say, okay, you know, it, it, it makes a little bit more sense. They, they they don't have that. They don't have that that option. Like, I, I don't even know who I could try and look this up. Actually, yes, I can. I, I have spot track right in front of me because I am I'm actually a radio, a radio so professional. Just to update what you said before, Equinamia St. Brown is on the Bears now. So he's not on the Packers. <laughs> they didn't have him. He signed a one-year deal with the uh, Packers today. Or one-year deal with the Bears today. Goes to show you, I've been watching college, I've been watching college basketball. I have not paid attention to any football today. Like, who is the number one receiver for the Packers right now? I, I, that is an honest question. Let's see who they have at receiver currently. I, I think Lazard is, is – maybe Lazard is a restricted free agent? So, here, according to Track, as far as the contracts that the Packers have, here are the receivers that they have. Sure. They have Randall Cobb. Amari Rogers, Alan Lazard, Rico Gafford, Juwan Winfrey, and Chris Blair. Oh dear. And Rico Gafford and Chris Blair are on reserve future contracts. Oh dear. All right. So here, here are the receivers that are available. And I'm just going to go off like the top guys. You have Julio. You have Jarvis Landry. You have Will Fuller. You have Jamison Crowder, you have T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cole Beasley. Hey, Cole Beasley can go can go there, and, and Aaron Rodgers and Cole Beasley would be best buds, guaranteed. Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green. And then it's just like shit from there. Odell, potentially. but I, I Odell's know. going back to – I think so, too. I think so, going too. back to L.A. I think so, too. So, like, what Emmanuel Sanders – what do you do with this group? Do you sign two of them? Like, would you, I, if I was the Packers, right, I would probably go out and I would hedge a bet. Maybe Julio pans out and I would, I would give Juju a one-year deal. I would. Because you need, you need somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's also depending on Juju's market because he signed a one-year deal last year with Pittsburgh to remain there. I think he'd be looking for a multi-year contract. He ain't getting I, mean, I think that you should they should take a flyer on Julio and maybe sign somebody like Jamison Crowder. Juju's not getting a multi-year deal. Not if the season ending injury is not. There's no way. Yeah. 
There, there's well, what, not not a chance. Well, what about the thing that I said a couple seconds ago? But with what in regards take to a, what? Take a flyer on Julio and then sign Jameson Crowder. Um, I think it depends on the price. I, I I think I'd rather have Juju if he's going to be less expensive than than Jameson Crowder. Like Jameson Crowder, let's just see what, what Spot Trek has uh, Jameson Crowder down for is their uh, price for him. So they have his price down at 12 million a season. There's no way I'm paying Jamison Crowder 12 million a season. There, there, there is just no way. I would much rather give one year 10 million to Juju than 12 million Jamison Crowder, personally. Juju is younger. We've seen Juju be good before. I mean, we see Jamison Crowder be okay, but we haven't seen him be, you know, earth shattering. At one point, Juju Smith Schuster was, was, was a hot commodity. And now he suffered through Big Ben. And I, I honestly think that Juju with Aaron Rodgers, 25 years old, that could work. That, that could really work. It could work. Now do they do it? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know what the fuck Green Bay is doing now. Yeah, it's like they just put themselves into purgatory where they signed Aaron Rodgers to a bloated contract. They traded away Devontae Adams. I mean, they should have gotten something. If they were going to do this this way, they should have just gotten something for Rodgers and Devontae Adams and just committed to a rebuild and hope that they get lucky with their Packer magic, where it's like, oh, it's another Hall of Fame quarterback just waiting in the wings. It's like the Rangers with goalies. You go from... Uh, Ed Jockerman to Mike Richter to Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shosturkin. Fair. Fair. And I, I, and I also think what also is going to be um, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's underlooked, but definitely something that needs to be, that needs to be paid, pay, uh, paid attention to is the Packers also re-signed Devondre Campbell for a significant amount of money as well. So like, and they had to cut Zadarius Smith, like their top defensive player. Like they're in, they're in limbo. They're going to be really mediocre. Very much so. Very, very, very much so. They, they are going to be, they, they need to do something. They need to do something because if, if they don't, then they are going to be in trouble. And, and I truly, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Because the Packers, the NFC is very winnable. And all you needed to do was re-sign Devontae Adams. This should have been done 12 months ago. And the fact that the Packers didn't do it is, is border, borderline reckless. Absolutely irresponsible. Borderline reckless that they didn't, that they didn't do it. Because now... Honestly, I think I may have said this before off air with you, or I said it somewhere. I don't know because I've been talking to a million different people within the last hour. I want to be a fly on the wall in Aaron Rodgers' house so bad right now. Yeah. Like more, more than anything in this world. Yeah. And honestly, I can't wait until like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when Devontae Adams writes his tell all book about what happened right now. 
because I want to tell you what happened. I can absolutely tell you what happened. The Packers were were offering him a price. Devontae Adams said no. Christian Kirk signed for $19.5 million. Devontae Adams said, I am worth a whole lot more now that Christian Kirk just set the wide receiver market. The Packers couldn't afford it. They called the Raiders, who they're having discussions with for months prior to this, and said, hey, we're ready to do a deal now. Here's our price. Bing, bing, boom, bomb. Done. There's got to be more to this. Absolutely. But that that is just the – that's the hypothesis behind it, is the Packers thought that they had their price for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams saw what the rest of the free agent market was doing and said, yeah, I'm worth more than that. Absolutely he is. And eventually said, you know what? They said, you know what? We'll ship you where you want to go. And he gets his wish. He gets his wish because I think Devontae Adams has said all, has said all along – that he's wanted to play with Derek Carr at some point. And now he'll be able to. Yep. So I'm going to read a tweet from Ian Rappaport. Sure. My, my good and, friend. Yes. My good friend, colleague. And I'm double, triple checking to make sure that there is a blue check mark next to this. And there is. Okay. So while Aaron Rodgers was negotiating his contract, he knew Devontae Adams would never play for the Packers again. The situation was too far gone. Something had to give. And when Adams informed Green Bay he wasn't playing on the tag, talks got fired up. Now Adams will be on the Raiders. Okay. So he knew. Apparently. Interesting. So that, then that says to me that there is some sort of plan. And that Rogers approves it. I don't think Rogers would have gone back if there was no plan. Like Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver is not going to be, you know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, or Drake London. It's not going to be. No, unless they want to use those two first round or the first round pick and the second round pick that they got for Devontae Adams to trade up to get one of those receivers. Is it worth it to trade up? I don't think it is. Not necessarily. No, but and teams will know they'll sense the desperation because like, who else do you have on your roster? They'll wait. They'll wait. And if, if it's not one of them and those receivers are gone, they'll take Jameson Williams. And, and, and done. Or, or they take someone else they really need and you have, and you have that extra pick in the second round and you work your magic there. And that's where you, that's where you take a receiver. But now, now I'm completely convinced the Packers are going to take a receiver with one of their first round picks. Like I think I think now that's that's that that's like the lock of the century. Rich Samini apparently I'm I'm just scrolling through our our NFL and somebody was like Rich Samini tweeted in response to Devontae Adams compensation Jets got two ones and a three for Jamal Adams and a player. Yep. The Seahawks, the Seahawks gave up more for a safety. Yep. Than the Raiders did for Devontae Adams. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. I'm 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 re- really I'm in a state of shock by by this. It's very 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 rarely do I get shocked by things anymore. That was a stunner. 
That was a stunner. Yeah. The and next, on, the next thing though was a pleasant surprise. Well, I think this is the best possible place for Allen Robinson to land. Adam. He yes. has a quarterback. He's a quarterback now. Finally. We will see. We will Finally. See. Yes. This Thank is going to prove. This is going to prove whether or not Al Robinson was actually washed or he just didn't want to play in Chicago. He's a fucking quarterback. Finally. I know. Like. Ah, I can't control myself. What am I going to do? And this is literally the first time in his career he's had a, a competent quarterback, like a yes. really good quarterback. Yes, this is it. He's going to play with Matthew Stafford. He's going to play with Cooper Cup. He's going to play with Robert Woods. Eventually, he's going to play with Odell Beckham. Also, he's not a number one receiver. He's going to no. be – he's not going to draw double teams. Nope. All the double teams are going to Cooper Cup. Yep. yep. Now, Alan, Alan Robinson is going to eat in L.A. Now, I, 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 want, to, I want to say, in, in all seriousness, I think Allen Robinson is going to be very, very good with the Rams. I do. I, I still believe in him. But from a fantasy perspective, and we didn't even talk about like the, the Raiders' um, fantasy impact, so we'll get to that after this. But fantasy-wise, for Allen Robinson, uh, I did move him in my ranks today. Uh, I did make that little adjustment just to kind of see, and I ran some projections with him. He came in as my wide receiver 26. So he moved, he moved up a bit, and this is in half PPR. Moved to wide receiver 26 for me in half PPR. I have him ahead of Adam Thielen. I have him ahead of Amore Cooper. I have him just behind Jerry Judy, which is one I think a lot of people were just kind of going back and forth on between Jerry Judy or Allen Robinson right now. Um, I have him ahead of Cortland Sutton. I have him ahead of Tyler Lockett. For, for me, if you were if you were going to tell me that you were going to take Allen Robinson in the middle to the back end of round five, I would say yes. I mean, I, I love Allen yes. Robinson. I love Allen Robinson as much as you do, but not as much. Not or, as much. Nearly as much. Nearly, nearly as much. Nearly not as much. I like Allen Robinson a lot, but he's probably I don't know. He's the wide receiver two wide receiver three on the Rams currently. And so you just have to factor that in because he's not the number one guy anymore. Like that's good that he's in a better offense, but he's not the focal point. Mm -mm. And a lot of that is, uh, that's what made Allen Robinson really good. And that's what makes fantasy receivers really good is the volume and the attention. And Allen Robinson's not going to get that in LA because of Cooper cup and Robert Woods. And it's going to take a while for Matt Stafford to build up uh, chemistry and rapport with Robinson. And so it's just interesting to see how that plays in and how that factors. And maybe that'll cause people to kind of overdraft him because he's Alan Robinson. He's a big name guy, but I don't know if like, if people are going to be drafting like the, the fourth round, I don't know if that's a great 
place for him. Like no. even the back, like the back end of the fourth round, I don't think there's a good place for. Him. Nope, I agree. Anything with anything with a four in front of it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him. And I do agree with what you said. On uh, there are actually a couple things that I agreed on. One is the overdraft factor because it is Allen Robinson. He's a he has name value. Be very mindful of that. That there might be some sort of arms race involved with Allen Robinson, and and I do know that. So, you know, be mindful, be patient, but don't reach for Robinson because he is is a number two receiver. And, you know, when you have a guy like Jerry Judy, for example, that is a number one receiver, even, and that's like basically where, where the difference is between Judy and Robinson. I have Judy projected as number one in Denver to Russell Wilson. Allen Robinson is number two, if not maybe number three or maybe like a 2A, 2B in Los Angeles to Matthew Stafford, but with Robert Woods and behind Cooper Cup. So there are a lot of mouths to feed there. And Van Jefferson. I mean, I'm sure that the Rams want to get Van Jefferson more involved. If they don't trade him. If they don't trade him. Well, now they might. Now they might. Now they might. I wonder if that's the name that comes up for the Packers, maybe. I mean, every receiver now is just going to be linked to the fucking Packers. I mean, let's let's just be real. Yep, that sounds about right. Every every last one is just going to be linked to the Packers. But I, I would I would be comfortable taking Robinson as a high end wide receiver three. I think that's kind of where where his where he's going to go. Like I any anything is drafting him as a top twenty four receiver. I don't know if I love it, but it would really depend on who you're taking him over. Because like I said, if it's Judy, no, not for me. I'd rather have Judy. Well, also depends on who you're taking him with as well. Like what your receiver room looks like when you're drafting. It's fair. Yeah, it's very fair. Because I mean, if, if say, say you're going running back, running back, receiver running back and you're playing in a two receiver setup and Allen Robinson is your second receiver at that point. I don't know if I'd love that. I, I immediately, I would see, I would see a hole there. Yeah, I'd agree. But if you're taking him as your third receiver and you're basically opting with him as like a flex sort of option, or you're not necessarily having to start him as your wide receiver too. I would like that even more. Well, what if you're like in our league, for example, sure. not even the Cohen. Well, yeah. the Cohen's a three receiver league mm-hmm. or all my, the, all my leagues are three receiver. Yeah. The experimental league, actually, it's not the Cohen this year. Yeah. Experimental. Yes. Yeah. This year, so, this year it's turning into the guillotine. Right. So uh, yeah, like in three receiver formats, I mean, I still think that Alder Robinson is like a wide receiver three. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'd be comfortable with him as a wide receiver three and three receiver formats. I'd be okay with that, but I would not have him as a wide receiver two. No. And I, and I love Allen Robinson. He's a wide receiver three with tremendous upside. Absolutely. But I just wouldn't feel comfortable starting the year as that, as that wide receiver two. It, 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 that for me, I would not be comfortable with. Yeah. So before we go and talk about Baker, 
let's talk about the fantasy implications of Devontae Adams. Sure. And just the Raiders as a whole. I mean, we don't know who the other player is in the trade. And if it is Hunter Renfro, that changes things. Sure. But we're, we just got to go off of what we know. And, you know, we'll, we'll assume right now that it's not Hunter Renfro. I don't think it is personally, but that, and that, that's a guess. That's not inside information. That's not from a source or anything like that. That is just my own gut is saying that I don't think Hunter Renfro is part of this trade, but Renfro takes a hit. That's for sure. He's yeah. Not I mean, be- we should Go start ahead. with the people around Alan or Alan Robinson, uh, the people around Devontae Adams first, because that's really, it's going to be very important because Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and Derek Carr are all going to be affected by this. Maybe not Jacobs as much, but Carr, Waller, and Renfro. I was going to say Jacobs, I don't think is touched by this. I actually think Jacobs now you could say is a part of a juggernaut offense. And that's someone that maybe is becoming a bit more appealing in. I don't think he's still appealing in PPR because he doesn't get, he doesn't get those receptions, but in half and in non. Yes. Yes. He becomes definitely more appealing there, but with Renfro, Renfro was pretty low for me in my non PPR ranks. Um, in my half and in my full, in my full, I had him borderline top 24. Half, I had him more mid 24 to like 30. He's going to drop. He's going to drop a little bit. I think I think in PPR, he'll probably be borderline top 30 for me. And then in half, I'll downgrade him to probably being in, in the mid 30s. Waller, I think, stays the same. And I have to run the numbers on this, so definitely we'll have more uh, in terms of more concrete projections for these guys. I'll have more uh, more concrete numbers for you for everybody next week. But for right now, my gut is saying to me that Darren Waller, even though he may take a bit of a hit in terms of his numbers, the tight end position is still so weak that I don't think it's going to make so much of a difference. So I'm almost... I'm almost particularly inclined to say that Waller is probably going to stay put with where he is. And then as for Devonte Adams, he's going to get downgraded and, and it, it kills me to say it, but I can't have him going into a new offense, new team. Yeah. He played with Derek Carr in college. Totally. I, I, I get that, but I can't have that guy be my number one, number one overall receiver. So he'll probably be my number two, if not number three, overall receiver, he'll still be worth it. He'll still be great. I'm not, I'm not saying that he won't be, but I'm just saying there's a bit more apprehension now with taking Devontae, knowing that this isn't Green Bay. This isn't with Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be you know targeted 15 gazillion times. That's just not how Derek Carr is, and that's not how he runs his offense. He's going to spread the ball around. So maybe the days of Devontae Adams just being this locked and loaded beast could be, I don't want to say gone, but the expectations for him week to week might have to be tempered and may not be as safe now that he's with Carr versus when he was with, with Rogers. So what is your top three receivers? Like what are the what does that look like for you now? As of right now, in in what format? And let's go with half. Half, I have it uh Cooper Cup at one, Devontae Adams at two, Tyreek Hill at three. Okay. In full, it's the same thing. Full, it is. 
Yes, full is the same. Okay. Full is the same. In non, I have it. I have it cup, Hill, Adams. Gotcha. In non. Because, yeah, because Hill gets the yardage. Yes. And the touchdowns. Yep. Yep. And honestly, today, I, I when I was doing this, I almost put Hill at number one in non. Almost. Gets but, but I didn't do it. Well, Cup gets the touchdowns. Hill gets the yardage. Yeah. And Devontae Adams gets both. Yeah. Or got both, anyway. Correct. Correct. And he, he, he still will. Like, I'm not saying that Devontae Adams could be a bust now by any means, but I think the expectations for him definitely have to be uh, adjusted because he's. Because he's no longer with Aaron Rodgers. Yep, exactly. And it's just a different offense. Like, listen, you could, like, we've, I don't know, I don't know why I was about to use us as an example, but of anything. You just want to talk about us a lot of time there, sweet cheeks. Sport, okay. <laughs> sports related. But I'm saying just because you play with somebody in college and, you know, you've played with them for, I mean, Derek Carr was in college, Devontae Adams for like three years. And it's been seven, eight years since they've been, since they both were drafted. And, you know, the chemistry might still be there. You know, uh, you never forget how to ride, you never forget how to ride a bike. But like, also, it is a new offense, it's a new playbook. There's yep. new verbiage with the plays, new routes to run. You know, it's just, it's just different. And I and, think, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, it's just, no, that's basically it. Yeah, it's just new routes to run. You know, the route tree is different. And Josh McDaniels' playbook is different than what you saw from uh, Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett. I think it also, it helps Adams too, because everybody is learning the same new playbook. So every he's starting at the same level as Hunter Renfro, as Darren Waller, that they're all having to learn the new playbook. But it, it is like you said, it is the chemistry that Derek Carr had with, has with Hunter Renfro, has with Darren Waller. Can he reconnect that with Devontae Adams? And we all know Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the league, one of the, if not the best route runner in the league, he'll get open and Derek Carr is going is to find him for sure. And by, and by the way, we completely forgot to mention uh, Derek Carr and what this does to his fantasy value. He's top 15 quarterback now. And I, I'm not comfortable with him being a top 12 option as of yet, but is he a top 15 guy? Yes. Yes, he is. And he is a very, very, very viable option in 10 or 12 team leagues for managers that like to stream quarterback and take quarterback late. You could do a lot worse than taking Derek Carr now. But the problem is, again, it's it's the same thing as like Allen Robinson that we just talked about. You do not want to get into an arms race for Derek Carr. It's not worth it. It's not worth it in the slightest. So don't do it. Don't do it. But very, vi- very viable option, 10, 12 team, team setups. And then obviously in, in 2QB, he's he's a locked and loaded starter for, for most uh, 2QB managers. Absolutely. All right, so Baker Mayfield. Oh, this the is, one I've been looking forward to. This is the more this is not concrete as situations go. I mean, the, the only concrete part is that Baker Mayfield requested a trade and the Browns said no. Because well, listen, 
I completely understand where Baker is coming from. I mean, I don't know how much truth there is to the report that the Browns wanted an adult, quote unquote, at quarterback. But yeah, I think that was a bit. That was that was a bit. You know, that was someone in the front office just shooting shit at Baker, quite personally. But but also, I mean, that's it's like the messaging was there. You know, you go if you're going after somebody with like Deshaun Watson, who has as much baggage a baggage as. Deshaun Watson does, then it it shows that you're kind of insecure with your quarterback. Also, it's very hypocritical to say we want a quote unquote adult in the room and you're looking to trade for somebody who has 22 civil lawsuits. Just saying. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I didn't look at it that way, but you are not wrong. Just, just saying. I mean, I don't think that's really the greatest thing in the world to, to do. I mean, there's probably better ways that they could have said that. They want a more developed quarterback, maybe. I don't know. Baker Mayfield, you can't, you can kind of write off last season for Baker Mayfield because he's playing with a separated shoulder for half of it. Separated shoulder, had no receivers to throw to. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can give him kind of a pass. I, I think for sure. But in terms of Baker, I completely 100% understand the frustration, the anxiety, the fear, perhaps. Because that statement that he put out with was very strange. I mean, we had Tua that was fighting Deshaun Watson rumors for a whole goddamn 12 months. And we didn't hear a peep from Tua. Meanwhile, Baker is linked with him for 24 hours, and he puts out a whole whirlwind of a statement about how much he loves Cleveland, how he loves the team, regardless of what happens. He's always going to be thankful to the city of Cleveland, blah, 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 blah. But I understand where he's coming from in terms of, oh, you were flirting with somebody else. Now, why would I want to, to be with you? It, it, it's like, it's like you're going for the pretty you're going for the pretty girl at, at going to the dance. The pretty girl at the dance wants to go with the pretty guy. The pretty guy finds another pretty girl. The pretty girl says, Oh shit, I didn't get to go with the pretty guy. So now I gotta go for the second best option. So do you want to go to the dance with me? You could say yes, but how great are you gonna feel knowing that you were the second option, that you were the second choice? That's the way that Baker feels right now. And I don't blame him. It's really more, it's more like you're trying to upgrade. It's tr- It's more like you're going for the pretty girl at the dance when you already have a date to the dance who is yeah. fine, who is sure. legitimately good looking. Yeah, it, fair. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Baker is, is a, like a, a bombshell or anything, but competent enough. We'll get the job done. And you'll have a great time. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For like sure. you're not going like. It makes sense if you don't have a quarterback, but you have Baker Mayfield. Like, oh, well, now I'm stuck with you, or now I have at least I have you. And Baker's like, fuck you, I don't have you have me. I'm leaving. Yeah. Adam, this situation is all created by the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns. They always find a way to completely get in their own way. And they've done it again. They've completely and utterly fucked this up. Now, does Baker is Baker demanding a trade? No, he will stay in Cleveland if if need be. 
But this is also Baker's way of getting his point across in saying, yeah, no, I'm really unhappy with how this whole situation unfolded. And I do not blame him one bit. No, I'm 100% on Baker's side for this. I am too. For me, that is really, really rare for me to take the side of a specific player in a grievance with the team. I normally will, will give the benefit of the doubt to the employer, but in this instance, Baker gets a hundred percent benefit of the doubt in this one because the, the, the Browns tried to fuck him a hundred percent. They, they tried to make him the fall guy. They were going to take Deshaun Watson like that. And now that Deshaun Watson does not want to go to Cleveland and he said no to the project. Now they're now they're going to have to try and mend things with Baker Mayfield, and I, I wish them the best of luck in doing it because it's going to be a, a, a real tough, tough sell to get Baker not necessarily back into the fold, but to get him to be, I, I guess, mentally clear of of all of this. Yeah, I mean the crazy thing is that it seemed like nobody was having more fun in cleveland especially i mean maybe i'm basing this more off of lot off of you know 2020 but like baker mayfield loved playing in cleveland he really ingratiated himself with the city and the fan base yeah and i agree you know he won the, he won the cleveland browns first playoff game i was it the first playoff game that they won since they came back into existence as the new browns i believe so yeah like really so. You're gonna you're gonna fuck him over like that, and you beat your most hated rival also in that game. Yeah, correct, and basically embarrassed yeah. your most hated rival in that game at their at their own turf. Yeah, exactly. At their own turf. Like, like, we can't we can't blame Baker for Odell not working out. We can't blame Baker for the way the offense was anemic last year. Like, there are a lot of things you can blame Baker Mayfield for his personality, maybe him not being the adult in the room as the source said, sure. Can he be immature? Yes, absolutely. But from people that I've talked to, that every single teammate, this is going back to when he was at Oklahoma, every single teammate that has played with Baker Mayfield absolutely loves him. Yeah. And that's like that in itself speaks volumes that maybe the organization may want a different voice, a more mature voice, but the guys in suits aren't the guys that are on the field and the guys on the field absolutely love Baker Mayfield. That is a hundred percent fact. It's like people want him to be Johnny Manziel so bad that they're trying to force the image or the narrative on him. Do they want him to be Johnny Manziel though? Well, I mean, people have been saying people were saying that when he was coming out of college and like, I don't know, like not even like to the same extent as Johnny Manziel, but like the immaturity label, the bombacity, I, I guess, maybe is like not people, something that I would really want. But the skill set, I mean, possibly, but I always thought that that Johnny and Baker were completely different. I agree. But like people are so quick to see like a like they try to form patterns that don't really exist. And they put labels on players that may not really apply just because it reminds them of somebody else. And, you know, they put the the label on Baker as immature. For what reason, I do not know. I don't know. But 
you know, everything I've seen for Baker, like when I was working at the fan, having to cut up his press conferences almost every Sunday, like he, he was a night, he was a professional guy, you know, carried himself well. Sure, he's a little cocky, but who isn't? You're an NFL quarterback. You're on, you you're on the top of the world. To you. you have yeah. to have some swagger. At least he's, he's not like Sam Darnold, who's just boring all the time. Right. You got to have some fire. You got to have some competitiveness. You got to have a bit of toughness. All those things Baker has. And so, also think about this. Baker Mayfield could have gotten surgery. He could have been out for the season last correct. year. And he played. And he played in what I can imagine is immense pain. Yes. Yes. In a sling. Spot on. Spot on. And then the Browns are like, no, fuck you. He gave everything that he had for that team at the end of the year. We all knew that that team wasn't. That doesn't seem immature to me. No, it's not. He gave everything that he had for that team at the end of the year last year. And that team wasn't very good. So the fact that he, and he could have sat out. And no one would have said anything. Okay, maybe Colin Coward would have said something, but Colin Coward is always going to, you know, look for a free shot at Baker anyway. Um, but he could have, he could, he could have, and I don't think anybody would have really blamed him. But he came back. He played under considerable pain, as you pointed out, Adam, and he did what he could for this team, and that he should be given credit for. But again, now that the the, the 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 girl was flirting with the hotter, perhaps sexier guy to go to the dance with. Now the guy that she was originally supposed to go with is saying, "Do I really want that? Do I really want to go? Do I really want to go back and play for the Browns when they are ready to replace me?" And I think it's a very valid, very valid, very safe question. And I know that Seattle is interested in him. And I know that Indianapolis is interested in him. Indianapolis is going to be linked to every quarterback under the sun. So get used to it. What's well, like the Packers and receivers? Correct. Correct. It's, it's the same thing. And I would also look out for potentially whomever loses out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So maybe uh, the Saints or the Falcons or even the Carolina Panthers as well. Those are th- yeah. three other teams that could be uh, in the running for, for Baker. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe, or maybe he goes back to uh, to Big Twelve country and he plays for the Houston Texans. That would be interesting. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. He would bring a spark to that franchise. He would. Yeah, but I I still think at the end of the day they they whatever with whatever first round picks they get for uh, Deshaun, they're probably going to take a quarterback with with one of those picks. If they don't do it at three. I mean, they, he did play for Texas Tech, but like you know. A kid from a kid who graduated from Oklahoma playing in Texas. He went to Texas Tech, but he's 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 an Oklahoma kid. Yeah, he's an Oklahoma kid. It's like it's like it's like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went to Ohio State. Am I, am I calling him an? Am I calling him you know a a, a supreme he's, Buckeye? He's he's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. Yeah, but Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow because of LSU. It's like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield went to Texas Tech, but he's Baker Mayfield because he went to Oklahoma. Yeah. But. Yep. Yeah, just a little, uh, a, a quickie podcast. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to say quickie. I think this is like probably 45, 50 minutes, but. Well, you know how we do. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a lot to cover. There's been a lot that's been, uh, that's been. Uh, Big stories. On. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of just big time, big time, big time news today. Um, and just keep your eyes out for potential Deshaun Watson trade. We'll, uh, I think Adam plan is we'll be back on Monday uh, to do another Monday or another Tuesday. Show, Monday or Tuesday, the normal day, um, usually earlier in the week. And um, we'll see if we have the Deshaun Watson trade to uh, to report on. But I mean, for now, everyone. Enjoy, enjoy the March Madness. Enjoy the games. Let's go Kentucky. Let's go San Diego State. And let's go Murray State, baby. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdslaw, I am Adam Castro, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.